everybody, this is Mark Vines, and welcome to the Mark Vines Show, and thanks for joining me today. This is your one-stop shop for everything having to do with the Constitution, freedom, liberty, and frankly, just, I think, the right way of living your life. But that's my opinion. But I do want to uh, thank you all for listening to the show, and, uh, you know, this is just a really exciting time, big news cycle, and I have a lot of things over the next couple of weeks that I want to get to you guys with uh, regarding the, the events of the world. There's so many things going on, a lot of good news, and I want to make sure that if you haven't been following the news that you're up to date on on where we are. But today, I do want to introduce you to our special guest, and this is retired Lieutenant General Bob Wood from, uh, uh, re- retired Lieutenant General from the United States Army, but he's currently the executive director of uh, a program that I have really become fond of and do a lot of work with, and that's called American Veterans Vote, or AVV, American Veterans Vote. And Bob uh, is going to talk to us about how this came together, what it's about, what they do, and it's a really important organization, particularly if you're a veteran, but not just veterans. It's for everyone that supports those that fight for this nation and protect our freedoms. And you're not going to want to miss this because this is a a great organization. Frankly, I don't know why somebody did not think of this type of an organization many, many years ago, but uh, Bob certainly did. And he's going to tell us about it. So with that, Bob, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I'm very glad to be here. I think we've had one other chance to have a good conversation about this. And so a bit of an update perhaps today. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, for those of you that are listening, and if you have not heard uh, Bob's previous interview, check that out, because uh, he was he was talking about the organization, but it was, I want to say it was a year and a half or so ago oh, that we did the- on a year. Yeah, oh, a yeah. Year yeah, and there's been, I've just been impressed with the growth of the organization since that time. So there is a lot to talk about. So uh, tell us a bit about yourself, uh, how, you, how you got into this, and where did this start, and uh, who you guys are, where are you going? Yeah, well, yeah, right. Army, Army, good 36 years, enjoyed every bit of it, um, and uh, had a, a good good career, did a, all the things a veteran does in their career that they're proud of, and finally, uh, after 36 years, retired and came home to Alexandria, Virginia, where I, I live, and in fact, I entered West Point from Alexandria and looked around and saw that there was a, a need for maybe getting involved in politics uh, for a variety of reasons. Just uh, it was where my family lived and service was kind of part of the ethics. So uh, ran twice for, for office as a city council member here. Uh, it wasn't successful, but learned a lot and uh, I think did very well and enjoyed it. So here's an old retired soldier looking at politics and saying, well, that wasn't bad. In fact, it was constructive because we got a lot of things perhaps entered into the public square and talked about. So I felt pretty good about it, went on with uh, my life and started my own business and went through some other very interesting things. And uh, lo and behold, about almost almost two years, about a year, eight, 19, 20 months ago, a fellow named Daniel Gade, who was uh, an armor company commander when I commanded the 2nd Infantry Division in Korea. And he, he had gone off to, uh, we sent a brigade combat team over to Iraq and Daniel did a wonderful job. Unfortunately, was injured and, uh, however, recovered, uh, did great things with his life, uh, taught at West Point, taught at American University. And these I kind of knew on the, on the margin. And Daniel, though, called me in December two years ago and said, uh, uh, sir, I said, call me Bob. Um, 
he said, uh, I want to run for office, and I understand you had a little bit of experience there nearby in Alexandria, and I want to run for, in Virginia. So that was a pretty easy mark for him. I, of course, would help him. I was very proud of uh, him and his service and what he's done. And he ran a great campaign, and I was immediately uh, in support. Turned out I, I met about 40 other veterans who came together and under Veterans Brigade uh, and had not, none of us were really political in our background or our lives. I had just this small, small taste of it. Uh, but we did all the retail politics things, the walking, talking, calling, uh, writing for Daniel. Um, very close, very close uh, to each other. We became a real tight team. Didn't win that, uh, but looked around at the end of it and said that was good. We enjoyed each other's company. We enjoyed what we were doing, felt it was important, and frankly felt it was an extension of service that was pretty much natural to us. Uh, Daniel had a, a, a kind of his mission statement was uh, uh, same oath, new mission. And we really had taken that oath to a constitution and we were proud of serving uh, in the, the campaign and felt it was important to keep serving. So we established a standing organization called American Veterans Vote, got incorporated, did all those right things, uh, and began to be uh, uh, go through a regular uh, pattern of uh, planning and building strategies and uh, networks and allies. Uh, with, uh, thank God for Zoom, this was during COVID, and, you know, we connected all over the state of Virginia with a large number of veterans who were like-minded and interested in really expressing their political voice and getting engaged, and we gave them the ability to do that. Uh, and uh, that's that's where about the time uh, a fellow named Glenn Youngkin discovered us, in fact, with the help of Daniel, who introduced us, and uh, asked us if we would lead the Veteran Coalition, our organization, new, brand new. I mean, we were learning and discovering every day, uh, but asked us if we would lead the Veteran Coalition uh, in Virginia. We did that, organized down all the way down to the House district level for those races and then across the state for the race in Virginia. Uh, worked very, very hard at uh, what we were doing to not only just to execute, but frankly to plan and learn the, the, the landscape. It was really an interesting uh, path. And the listeners probably know that uh, Glenn Youngkin won, as did Jason Mieres and Winston Sears. Uh, Winston Sears, a great Marine veteran, and Jason Mieres, uh, who was a first-generation uh, first uh, immigrant. So a great ticket. Uh, turns out we were able to not only help in the winning of the state tick across the state, but also helped at house district level and changed the path for the house, the house in Virginia. And uh, what a heck, heck of a great way to get off the ground. Uh, and uh, so we are proud of the fact we believe we bought 51,000 more votes and they were veteran votes. We focused specifically on veterans and uh, their issues and encouraging them to vote. They did so much so that uh, we added those numbers of votes to the overall uh, race. Uh, we had 67% of veterans vote and the whole average across the state voters was 55%. So we added 12% and these were veteran votes that we targeted and families uh, and felt that was a pretty good run for the first year. Uh, and we didn't stand down. We're still in business and still building our organization, adding members and now looking at uh, some future races. Well, that's that's stunning. Uh, the numbers, 
of people that voted. And so this is really important for the candidates that are out there. And we never thought that, uh, well, you know, you, you think of the influence that uh, you had told me before we came on the, the air that Yunkin won by, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, was it 60, 50 or 60,000? How much? 63,000. So 63,000. And so how many veterans voted? Well, we know that uh, the average was 67%. And when you look at what that meant in numbers over what were, if it had been the average and we just let them not vote or not be uh, prompted to vote, and that was 51,000 votes additional for veterans. Now, we can't say that every one of them voted for that particular party, but we do know that uh, we estimate 80% when you look at the demographics in right. Virginia of those voting. So it's 51,000 over uh, expectations and within a margin that was 62,000. Right. Uh, and, and you raise a good point. We don't know who they, they voted for, but the point being is that those are significant numbers. And they were ready, and uh, you know they they were definitely ready to vote, uh, right. and they just needed to have uh, a few. I think it was had a lot to do with the reassurance that their vote mattered. You know, they had earned that vote in service; it mattered. Uh, but as a team, uh, it counted, and as veterans, it it was particularly significant. Uh, it's not, you know, we we're called American Veterans Vote, and it kind of comes from a funny beginning. Uh, one of our key members came aboard and, and uh, was, uh, we were frankly going through an iteration of what, what do we call this now founded organization? And he pointed out that when he mentioned to a, uh, an expert in politics, so-called, uh, that he, he was going to come and support Daniel Gade, the person he was talking to said, well, veterans don't vote. Okay. <laughs> well, that's you know, pretty that cynical. Did, that did not sit well with him. And he, <laughs> he was all on fire one day, right in the middle of a conversation. Of, well, what are we going to call ourselves? He painted that story. And we all kind of looked at each other at the same time and said, well, we're going to call ourselves American Veterans Vote because that's a statement of fact. Uh, in fact, it's a bit of a, a rally call, you know, American Veterans, comma, vote. Uh, and, on, and frankly, for those who don't appreciate it, it's a bit of a, a warning. American veterans vote on issues important to veterans. We say we don't speak for veterans. We speak as veterans. So we, mm -hmm. we work hard to, you know, capture issues that are relevant and important and constructive in the, na in the nation's dialogue and important to advancing how veterans would view a world they've served, uh, a nation they've served, and a the world they've lived in. Uh, and they lived in a lot, a lot of, lot of deploying veterans coming home and a lot of more deployments upcoming. And after a while, you look around and say, who's making these policies and how are they made and where's the voice and what can we do that matters? Uh, and it's not really a hard sell. Uh, I think people want to meet us and understand that we're less about Republican and Democrat and more about veterans. And we say, earn our vote, earn our vote and earn it in ways that we have to explain that are important to us and, uh, and do it in a way, again, constructive. We, in fact, have a, a code of conduct. You know, we're not out there uh, doing things that are inappropriate or, more importantly, would dishonor the service of those who came before us. So our code of conduct is important to us. Um, and like I said, I think if the word is out or we can get introduced, generally speaking, veterans will understand what we're about, make up their own mind. Uh, but more importantly, I think they'll be convinced that their vote matters and, and they need to vote. We're a large get-out-the-vote organization in all when you boil it down. Because we focus on veterans, we're not trying to, you know, be a, a movement as much as we want to be 
um, someone who can explain why veterans vote matter and frankly prove the fact that American veterans vote. And I really like the the overall message, because if you think about it, if you step back, it's kind of a civics lesson in a lot of ways, because it's not just veterans whose vote that matters. I mean, everybody's vote matters. But yeah. in particular, those that have served this nation and Bob, what is it about one percent? I think I read somewhere that the, the entire United States population, about one percent serve in the military. Does that sound about right? Well, well, I, I would tell you it's anywhere between 18 and 20 million. 18 and 20 million, the, okay. Yeah, when you, when you look at the number of veterans in the United States, and listen, we're not about to point out that that was necessarily the most important moment in their life, but it was certainly likely the most important in their early life, in their young, in their youth. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so Bob, it, I can tell you this, uh, that I have, uh, in the working world, I have 32, 33 years of my total career between the FBI, uh, the police department, I had worked some corrections in the Navy. So when you look at 32, so I was in the Navy for eight years, active duty, out of 32. So I spent a much more time doing things other than the military. But Bob, I will tell you that the biggest impact, if you sit and listen to me talk for several hours, I, I the military will come up a number of times, more than any other profession that I've done, to be honest with, to include uh, the, the longest part of my, my career, which was the FBI. The military was a huge impact on my life, probably the single most pivotal and influential moment or period but, of my life. And Mike, but I would point out, you then went on with your life. Yeah. That's exactly what we say. We say veterans were not li- very likely not political when they were right. in the military. You know, oh, no, no. Not, not our job. Policy above our pay grade. Right. Uh, but then you get out and you're in your first, second, third uh, job when you're out. Uh, you've gone to school or trying to get into school or professional training or whatever it might be. Uh, and I think it really occurred to me when I came home and left the military and came home to Virginia here, it was there's things I disagree with that are going on and how do I influence it? And what's this thing called politics? And that's how I kind of waded my way into it. And I offer that's very much the case uh, in other uh, political people that I've met. Uh, but you come from a common ethos of service. Yeah. That's what veterans have. They, they, they all had probably a first sergeant they recall or a drill sergeant they fear, whatever it might be, or more importantly, a mentor that touched them and made them understand their own potential. So then they're out and they're seeing, you know, just a, it's a difference. We have to admit you come out, you come home, uh, you've spent your time and you're now looking for what's next and what's, what's important to you. And there, there, it doesn't get handed to you. It has to obviously be earned, but also it has to be spent in an environment that you understand that seems to make sense. So when you're, when you're trying to figure out how to, to better your own life, you have to sometimes admit it won't get any better unless things change where I live or around me and what I, you know, where I serve or more importantly, the job that just left my, my community. And so we believe in AVV that the political space is really, it, it's something that really deserves veterans' talents and attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it has its own uh, lifestyle, of course, maybe you could call it, but, you know, and, and it's nothing more than service and service that's pretty demanding. Well, veterans will take that aboard and move on. It's not a, it's not something that's hard. It's just something that's different. Uh, but it matters. And, you know, our, our rallying cry, when we want to get kind of back centered to what's really important, we say that we, we want to affect change through the ballot box. You know, we don't want to be sitting in the wings screeching about this and that or sitting on the couch not doing anything. Vet, you know, veteran, American Veterans Vote looks at 
enacting change through the ballot box. And that's a process and it's not altogether easy, but it's typically community based and it's just around the corner from you. And what we do is we introduce the candidates to you perhaps, or we allow you to find the volunteer opportunities or importantly team together. It's an old thing I learned in the military, network of networks. It is incredibly powerful. It's incredibly powerful. And it, and uh, let me tell you, five minutes together with, you know, the people that are in our organization or around the, in this case, the state of Virginia. Um, and you're immediately talking about things that are common and, and experiences that you all value. And again, it is not a private or secret or anything club. It's a, it's frankly a, an experience and a common ethos and typically one that when you swore an oath to support and defend that constitution, you may not understand when you said it, but you sure understood it when you left it. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it, it is just a fact. Yeah. And, uh, and so we use that to just remind people that you can continue to serve, in this case, your community, and likely in the political sphere, as we always say, vote, volunteer, or run. You don't have to run for office, but volunteering isn't that hard. But more importantly, voting is critical. When you look at the numbers, again, what we had here in Virginia, uh, it wasn't just the, the governor's race. Again, we, you know, we, worked on 34 different, we supported 34 different House delegate races, uh, providing everything from uh, important data about veterans and where they were. And then we reached out and touched a number of the veterans per the, in the House districts through calling or sending mail or holding holding events. And uh, it, you say, well, that wasn't hard. I attended an event. I know who I, who's running and who I want to vote for. And in fact, I'm going to vote. You just have succeeded. You are a go at this station. You have learned who the candidates are, what's important to them, and you judge it against your own understanding of what's important to you, and you voted. You are a go. You don't have to do much more than that, and that's incredibly important because you spent likely time on a foreign shore, very much time and long period of service, and your family did too. And voting is a, is a, is a responsibility you understand. I, I, I probably, I, I know I was involved in three election cycles overseas in areas like Bosnia and elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And where I helped other nations get their vote out, I did it as part of a mission within my military service. And uh, gosh, if we can do it there, we can do it here. So m- many of the people with us had similar experience. Hey, Bob, I, I really like how you uh, to put this in perspective, because I, I really think I really like your perspective on how all of this is or should be framed. Because I know a lot of veterans that think, oh, you know, politics, that's not my thing. I'm going to stay out of it. Uh, and you really end up letting other people make the decisions. And what's interesting is then we complain about the decisions that are made <laughs> when we had the chance to participate. But you talk about like other unions, uh, like teachers unions, labor unions. And we understand we understand the influence of those unions and how they mobilize votes and get out. And they're very effective at that. But you kind of look at the at veterans is almost kind of the same way. Uh, well, don't you? I, I think I, I do, uh, you know, just uh, random math, you know, point of interest. Uh, we, we know uh, the teachers union is very influential. Uh, that's 3.1 million members, 3.1 million in the United States. We know the AFL-CIO is influential in this supply chain crisis we're in. I guarantee you they're important, but that's 12.5 million members. Again, I said 18 to 20 million American veterans. But, you know, uh, who, when you say, okay, well, of course, the teachers union, they, they spend a lot of energy, money, and time supporting the Democrats. Well, let's put it this way. 
I think the Democrats have earned their vote. If you, you know, you could say it's, it's, uh, it's an outcome that was uh, through all the effort that the teachers unions do. And they're not all Democrats in any case. But the idea of how is your vote earned is something that veterans should understand. Mm-hmm. Don't give it away. Don't give your vote away. Let your vote be earned. And what we say is these are the elements and issues that are important to veterans uh, in the work we do with our committees. We study three our, our three objectives, and we say this is what's important as veterans, we would say. Now, your choice, uh, but let your vote be earned. Don't give it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you earned it in the service to your nation. Uh, you understand how important it is. And if you've ever served in places where you had to protect that vote in other missions and overseas and so forth, you realize how critical it is and how and you just can't take it for granted. But the idea that you could take the size of a, let's just exa- example, the teachers union or the AFL-CIO and realize there are more, m- many more veterans and that's veterans, not their families as well. And the, the right. impact of that, the impact of family, uh, veterans in the United States is is a, a very quiet strength waiting to be mobilized. And our job is to explain that fact and to offer elements that are important to our three goals. Our, our three goals, strategic goals are, you know, support veterans and their families. That's one strategic goal, support veterans and their families. The second is defend the Constitution as written and amended. And the third is uh, secure the nation, help secure the nation at home and abroad. Now, those three things, uh, I think, are generally understandable to veterans. They have likely opinions about uh, aspects of it. But we stick to those three. We're not going to go try to be, uh, you know, the uh, VFW. We're not trying to be the American Legion. We are speaking as veterans, and those are our three goals. And we encourage the action of veterans in the public square that's what we do yeah and, and it's uh, amazing so I, I think a lot of people particularly uh, candidates for office and if you're a candidate and you're list for running for office right now you need to understand something listen to the numbers that bob put out we all know how every in every election cycle both parties go after the votes of the afl cio teachers union and others those are just those are just a couple that we're talking about because they, they because candidates intuitively understand the importance of those votes and the power of those organizations. But as Bob just mentioned, there are more veterans than are in either one of those organizations. But yet right. the veterans are really a, a lot of people who run for office surprisingly do not concentrate on veterans and veterans issues. That's could you talk about that a little bit, Bob? Well, yeah, let me make sure you understand veteran issues. Yeah, because. If you use that term, the common uh, understanding of that veteran issues is, well, let's fix the veteran hospitals. Mm-hmm. Very important. Very important. Yeah. Let's make veteran benefits more available and more easily available to those who earn them. Very important. I go on to say, however, we believe that the kitchen table issues of veterans are no different than the kitchen table issues, meaning job, health, income, education, they're not different um, than your own, your average American. Veterans are average American. So we're not only concentrating on, you know, what you would call a typical veteran issues. We're, we're really looking at the world with a back, a background in service, Mm -hmm. like likely with how many schools you've been to, if you're, you've been in for a while or 
were in for a while or how many schools your kids were in, uh, what you saw in a remarkable journey that you had in the service, whether it be short in time or long in time, the people you met, the egalitarian nature. You want to see what American looks like? Typically look at your last squad. Okay? Look at your last department on a ship. Look at your last uh, element in a wing. It's a remarkable journey. Mm-hmm. So when you're, when you're kind of looking at the lens of your life through issues that are important to you at the kitchen table, I would offer veterans have a very good perspective. They have that seen much of what the world offers. By the way, many cases you've seen evil that really exist. You understand threats in a different way a little bit. This isn't seeing your, you know, clairvoyant or genius. It just means the experienced in a way I think gives you perspectives important in the public square. That said, how do you get there? How do you really get into that public square? We would say vote, volunteer, or run. And we want to help you figure out how to get that done. And so your voice matters, and it matters in big numbers, as you've been making the point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if, if we don't try to bring – we're not another Tea Party something or a, a left-wing, uh, as I say, the left side has its own parties and right side has their own. That's not what we're about. We're trying to get 1,500 votes at the margin in tight elections. And, ladies and gentlemen, I have to tell you, as you look around, most elections are in that in that range. They're very tight, 50-50 in the, in the nation we live in right now. So 1,500 votes brought in for a candidate who speaks to values and issues and solutions that are important to veterans, kitchen table level, that's a big number. And that's how we were able to flip uh, elections here in Virginia. And I think it's something that has appealed broadly across the nation. That's why we're called American Veterans Vote. This is something we're definitely developing and using and employing and building, frankly, in Virginia. But, you know, we, we, we feel calls almost daily now from other elements around the nation, other teams of veterans just saying, what are you doing and how's it going and what's successful, what's not? And that's fine. Uh, if an idea is appealing, it sells broadly. Well, it's exciting. Well, as we mentioned here in Virginia, Virginia changed uh, parties, and I think that's the first time that we've here in Virginia. And I say this, say we, because Bob and I are both in Virginia. It, we now have a Republican governor, and I think that's the first time in f- over a decade, maybe even fifteen yeah. years. Is 12, that correct, Bob? It's twelve. It's twelve years. Twelve years. So, uh, we, look at that. Uh, the the house uh, house changed. The House of Delegates changed hands. The governorship changed, and that's significant because when you look at the number of veterans that voted, that may have contributed significantly to that that flip again we're not taking sides here we're just saying that the numbers of votes do have an influence on outcomes of elections whatever whatever outcome you want in that election but if you're a veteran do not think that your vote does not count because it does it does and as bob just mentioned some of these races particularly the, at the state level and the local level some of these races are very, very close, like hundreds of votes, even maybe even to double digit votes. It's shocking when you run the numbers. It's shocking how close some of these races are. So your vote and the the vote of your family members may flip a seat. Uh, either way, whichever way you want it to go, you can't discount yeah, we'd it. Like, we'd like to we'd like to see voting a team sport with veterans engaged, mm-hmm. uh, so they understand the issues, they know who's running, they realize it's important, and together they're able to get the outcomes they're looking for. And again, it is not mobilizing in the thousands. It is across the state, it turned out to be, but that was 51,000 in the state. At the local level, you're right. 
it's we think it's a thousand to fifteen hundred votes. We're considering that to be uh, added at the margin, meaning when you're at 50, 50, 50 15,000 votes. I'm sorry, fifteen hundred votes is very important at local elections. We're organic. We're we're the only organization that I'm aware of who works with veterans at the local level and really are growing our base from the bottom up organically. Like-minded, not just veterans, we have what we call mission partners as well, and those who are aligned with us in terms of uh, goals and purpose. Uh, and I would offer that's inclusive of the families of veterans who are willing as well to vote on things important in what we think are important in the three goals we've got, that is supporting veterans and their families, defending the Constitution as written and amended, and then securing the nation at home and abroad. Uh, gee, that seems like it's a broad blanket of things. It is, but if you look beyond that, uh, uh, you know, a lot of other people are running a lot of other things. Who is working on those three things day in and day out? Who's aligning uh, what we think is constructive thinking in that area uh, with veterans who may be willing to vote in that way? And then again, we say earn our vote. <laughs> There's a lot of people running, earn our vote as opposed to give it away or not spend it at all, even though it's really the most valuable thing we've got in our pocket. Yeah, well said. Well, for those that are listening, uh, let's talk about how they can get involved in what it is that you need. What are you looking for right now? What's the big need for AVV? Uh, I, well, getting involved is easy. We have a website, AmericanVeteransVote.com, AmericanVeteransVote.com, and that's a way to uh, reach us and be in touch with us. Join, join us. Uh, is important. Allow us, or at least certainly allow us with uh, an email address to send you our information and keep you posted on the elections in, in this case, Virginia, in your area. So I think uh, a joining uh, is important. It, it reflects uh, commitment, it, it reflects interest, and we'll do very best, our very best to uh, certainly not waste your time. And on occasion, we may ask, give you some information that allows you to vote or allows you to volunteer in races in, in your area here in Virginia. We've got the election season coming up. The 11 congression, congressional uh, seats are, op- are up for uh, grabs, are being contested. Um, so uh, be involved, volunteer is the first thing. And be involved, join, volunteer uh, are really the two things I'd like to see happen if you're at all interested. Importantly, we'd love to give you enough information to uh, wet your appetite and see how you can help. Uh, we have an onboarding process for those who volunteer or join uh, to find out what your interests are, what your time may be available or not, but more importantly, how we can really keep you posted on what's happening so together we go to the polls and use the power of veterans uh, to elect people who are really share our common interest. Well, that's the first thing. I think the second thing is uh, if you're hearing this broadcast, uh, learn what you can about it. Uh, we have people ready to talk to you about uh, the, the races in your area, but also talk to your friends. Let them know about it. Uh, have them contact uh, the through the website. Uh, you'll we're we'll be more and more vocal about where we are and when we are in places as the election approaches for November. Come on out to one of our events. Come on out and meet us. Um, you know. Go ahead and test us with the questions you've got. Uh, we're pretty proud of what we've done to this point, but frankly, it's really a team sport. And I think your energy, talent, and interest, and importantly, your time, is important to how we, how we grow and how we build. Um, there is a donate opportunity. 
that is always important. We really aim at the at small dollar donations, like a monthly or something like that. But uh, right now, I'd spend more energy and time on learning who we are and what we do. And if it aligns with your interest, you'll make the right decision. I'm positive. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, it, it's very exciting. And I've, you guys have been great. If you're listening, I highly recommend American Veterans Vote. It's a good organization. And as Bob just mentioned, if you're new to the political arena and you don't follow the politics and the candidates the, the way a lot of us do, nobody expects you to. I mean, you, people have lives. They have, uh, you know, going to school, having children that go to school, work. Um, but a lot of this work has been done by Bob and, and his team, and as Bob mentioned, if you have questions about a candidate in your area, uh, call. There, there's somebody that can have a discussion with you about it, point you to different events that are going on if that's something that you're you're interested in. But uh, that's what these people do. They they track this. They track the veterans' issues as they relate to the candidates, and they can answer your questions. So definitely get involved in the organization. Go to the website. A lot of good information there. Uh, I tell you, these guys really dig into the weeds as to you know where veterans are. Uh, where, how many have voted? Where they, where, where they have voted, and and really track the candidates as well. Uh, by the way, if you are a candidate, oh, here's one final thing, Bob, and then and then we'll wrap up with this. If you're a candidate and you're listening to this program right now, um, there is a process to get the support from AVV. Could you talk about that a little bit? Um, you you don't just go yes. and support anybody, correct? No, we don't. We have a. We, we will be sending a survey out to understand where candidates are on their issues um, with an interview that would follow just to, it's not detailed or arduous, but it certainly gets to the point quickly. Uh, and ultimately we would endorse candidates that we feel are in line with our strategic goals and objectives. We've done it in the last cycle. We will do it again. Um, and uh, that that's really how we, we get to a conclusion doesn't mean we support everyone uh, at all. Uh, it is a bit of a uh, decision process we bring back to the really the, what we our board and the people that are involved have been involved for a while in it. Uh, and so I, I think it's uh, something that is explainable, objective, um, and ultimately I think it led us to the right place when it came to who we who we endorsed in the last run. Uh, but this is. Uh, this is something that takes a lot of perspectives, not only from the candidates side, but from our own side. So it's a pretty big tent. We have a lot of diversity in, in our thinking and, and really our representation as veterans. But ultimately we have to come to a conclusion. We make it, we explain it, and then we do everything we can to support those candidates. Candidates uh, oh, are forever meeting constituents or potential constituents. And I offer a slim bit of advice to can, uh, candidates but one that's important to us, ask for who's a veteran in the next crowd you speak to. Who's a veteran in this audience? And when they raise their hands, realize that uh, that necessarily wasn't the very first thing they thought about as they understand their own identity, but it is something that was an important experience to them. Uh, if they're interested and they happen to be at a campaign site or a campaign event, they are also interested in politics in a, in a way that I think we could help them um, understand. So send them our way. Send them to American Veterans Vote, uh, and we'd be more than happy to help network them with other veterans in the area where they happen to be or behind the candidates they're interested in. Uh, that's really we, where we grow our leadership. Uh, those who uh, start likely 
um, with an informal contact and then from there into the understanding more broadly how they can be supportive, volunteer in this case, ultimately vote uh, in a way that can make change happen. Uh, and who knows, there's a mo moment in time where not just only in politics, but also uh, public service. Public service comes in a lot of different ways, not just in politics. And that service ethic is, I think, pretty relevant and familiar to the veterans who may raise their hand or who may say, yeah, I'm a veteran. Tell me more. Just send them our way and we'll do our best to help them make decisions that are appropriate in their life, but importantly as well in their ability to influence what's going on around them very typically through politics. Very well said. Very well said. Well, Bob, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. You bet. I'm um, looking pleasure. forward to it. It's going to be a busy time. This is a busy year. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. And next year gets even more busy. We have 140 races in Virginia. And that's all 40 of the Senate races and 100 of the House races. So, as I said, let's build now the team that can next year execute abroad, more broadly across the state. Uh, we're going to keep building what we do and hope we do it better every day. Uh, but importantly, we're going to continue to grow as, as members and perspectives uh, so that uh, we represent the, the, uh, our membership, but importantly speak as veterans about things important to veterans. And by the way, you, you mentioned, okay, so November November is the next big electoral event. And so you, you yeah. threw out some numbers there. What is up for grab? Now, we just had the election for the House of Delegates, correct? So what is, yes. for, the, for the people listening, what is coming up in November? What can we expect? Well, all of the congressional House seats are up. So there's not, there's not a governor's race, there's not a senator, a Senate race, and there is not a Virginia legislature race. Only this year, the only thing other than there's some local issues and races that go on, and we work primarily at the House, House of Delegates and, and Senate mm -hmm. and national. So what's coming up are the 11 seats in representing Virginia in the in Congress in the house in the House of Representatives, so it is the eleven House of Representative Representative seats in Virginia come up this this time. That's eleven of them, eleven seats, uh, and uh, there are. Uh, I don't think there are any really big surprises as to you know the only thing that really happened this last year was a redistricting in Virginia of those districts that support or elect the House of representatives, your congressional member. So that redistricting happened. It has taken effect. Uh, the lines have been redrawn to some degree. And it's an important question veterans have to say, okay, now, am I still in the same house district, meaning the district uh, for the congressional race? Uh, and that's all, uh, you know, with zip code and address, that's, you can find that online. Okay, no and problem. so that's, that's this November. And then in 2023, there are a number of seats that are coming up. Uh, the state Senate is coming up, correct? In Virginia? All 40, all 40 and is the House as well. I mean, it happens, yeah. the thing about Virginia is there's always a race. Uh, so last year it was uh, just the House of Delegates in this last go around and the state ticket, meaning three state level jobs, governor, the uh, Lieutenant Governor and the um, Attorney General. That was last year. This year, it's just the congressional races. 11 seats next year it is only but it's a lot the 40 senate races and the 100 house delegates the senate is every four years in the in the legislature of virginia that's four-year terms 
the house terms in Virginia are two years, and it just turns out that this upcoming is going to be the big 140 races that determine the legislature in Virginia. The governor's is set. The governor's set for four years, as is the uh, lieutenant governor and the uh, attorney general. So this coming year will be 140 races for the state legislature. It's a big load, but what we want to do is be able to weed that through and understand where the positions are, what the votes have been, who's talking language that makes sense to, we believe, veterans and their interest. So it, it's uh, it's not a slack race this year, slack year at all. We're building our institutional ability mm-hmm. to be able to better represent what we believe are interests of veterans and be able to speak to them as veterans for next year. Absolutely. Well, you know what? God bless you guys. It's a big job, an important job, but I'm glad that you're doing it. And uh, Bob, it's been a great pleasure to talk with you. And, and let's do this again soon when we can. Appreciate it. I'll give you an update later. Go Absolutely. Thanks. Well, <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to uh, the Mark Vine Show. And uh, as always, just you know, come here, spread this podcast to as many people as you can, because this is an important message for uh, veterans and, and even non-veterans alike to hear the information that Bob's talking about. And, uh, you know, along with getting veterans to vote, we just need Americans to vote. If you, if you think about it, uh, Americans nationwide really don't vote the way that they, they should as far as the numbers. You know, a lot of people just just look at this, move on with their lives, and don't pay a lot of attention to what's going on politically. But what happens in Washington, what happens at your at state and local levels politically has a direct impact on you. So get involved, get involved, get involved. And so again, guys, this is uh, Mark Vine's the, uh, the Mark Vine Show. Check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, yes, Twitter, Rumble, uh, Truth Social on that now, MeWe, and any other uh, social platform that you can think of, uh, we're likely on that. So you guys take care of yourselves, and we will be talking with you soon. God bless America, and stay tuned. We'll be talking with you soon. Bye.